Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Welcome on in, everybody, to the Sports Buffoons. This is yours truly, Tanner, taking it over today as Mike and Jason are both away. Uh, they had a cool event down in Topeka at a brewery to meet some, uh, to listen to some NFL officials as well. So I'm excited to get this going today and uh, hope you enjoy the show. We got a great lineup today, March 24th. We have NCAA to talk about. We're going to talk about some NFL talk about some royals and then we'll uh we'll finish up with some nba i guess we got on the nba uh guys don't forget to follow us download or or subscribe or whatever you want to do uh we're on spotify we're on apple we're on amazon music youtube twitch guys don't forget to give us a a follow and channel as well um and also we also on insta instagram twitter and facebook so please check us out, and that's all at Sports Buffoons. Uh, so let's let's get into it, guys. So we just wrapped up our first weekend of NCAA uh, the tournament, right? It was a fun tournament. We had some upsets. We had some uh, Cinderella stories still playing out, a.k.a. Loyola Chicago still going. Or Roberts upsetting my bracket first unfortunately and then Loyola did it with Ohio State losing or Roberts and then also the uh, Illinois <laughs> Illinois losing to Loyola and that completely just killed my bracket it did not last past the first technically weekend if it's a normal tournament right because we usually start on Thursday I wasn't much of a fan of it starting on a Saturday mainly because I had to work during it uh, versus Thursday while I'm working on my other job so but that was it's exciting time going down uh I don't know if you guys had any favorite parts for that tournament um I was actually really impressed with uh Texas Tech actually playing ball and actually playing really well for a while uh I laughed at Texas as a Big 12 fan I laughed at Texas uh losing to Evelyn Christian and at I mean, it just sums up what Texas season is. They win the Big 12 tournament, then they lose first round. I think they just, there's too much ego in that. Um, As far as our buddies in the Jayhawk world, which is my team, KU, we finished about how we expected. I knew we were going to lose to USC, and I talked about it last week. I think it was last week we talked about it. The thing that bothers me the most is we we knew we couldn't play down low, right? We knew that was coming. McCormick was not going to get over that seven footer. He was we were game was taken out of context. What bothered me the most is we could not prep enough for shooting. Uh, we we shot, I believe it was twenty nine the whole entire game from from the field. We should not be anywhere near that. Actually, it might have been 19. I think it was 19. And it was bad. Like, we all felt it. I So I didn't personally watch the game live. I had to come home and watch it. But I was following my phone. And it was probably one of the games I'd, I'm okay actually missing. Um, now, we leave some questions, right? So Bill Self uh, does have some questions to ask. Hey, 
what do we got to do next year to get back to where we usually are, right? That one seed, that two seed, really make a push in the tournament. We got to get big guys. We got to get big guys. We got to get fast guys. And we got to get some shooters, right? Now, it'll be interesting to see if Marcus Garrett comes back because uh, they do have that option this year to be able to come back because there's no technical senior for the athletes this year. Uh, so I wouldn't mind him coming back. He performed really well uh, the whole entire year. He's really improved since his second year here. Um, I'd be okay with that. I'd like to see Bill go out and get some uh, some transfers, that North Carolina center. Uh, I'd be okay taking him in. Uh, he's, I believe he's a seven-footer as well, so he'd help us, uh, us down low. But I know we got some good recruits coming in. Um, I, we just, we just got to get there. Now, recap KU season real quick too, guys, before we move on to anything else. I am super proud of the Jayhawks. Yes, it was a down year. I mean, when I say down year, I don't mean like K-State bad. When I say down year, I don't mean Kentucky bad, right? I'm talking down year as in, we finished as a three seed in the NCAA tournament. We never left the top 25 all year long despite our, our run of losses, uh, which is really impressive. It's probably Bill Self's best coaching year. It's weird to say, right, as a losing to USC squad. It's a great Bill Self story right here. And you, the guy had also the most top 25 wins uh, as well this year. Yeah, I mean, he played some tough teams. They they really did. And you got through Gonzaga. Only that didn't turn out as we want. But we played really hard as a young team, and we showed young. But the fact that Bill Silva was able to come away, put us in a position to possibly we we were at believe it or not, guys, possibly going to win that Big Twelve uh, conference. And boy, where that takes some people off. So like it, Bill Self showed why he is a hall of fame coach why he is one of the greatest the guy continues to put ku in those situations he put in and i love it i wouldn't trade this coach away for anybody and i hope you guys understand that like bill self gets it the guy's good he's he just i mean recruiting to do we got some fixing to do he know he knows this he's aware of it that's the biggest key to this. This is the biggest key. And I can't wait next year to see Bill Self uh, see what he brings to the table, right? we got a whole new year coming up. And we know we're, we're going to be in that uh, conversation again as a potential top three seed no matter what happens. So stay tuned. Stay excited. So tournament, right, guys? So the tournament keeps going on. Obviously, my team's out. Um, Illinois is out, who I picked to win. So who who am I rooting for? Well, really, I'm rooting for I like Oral Roberts, but Cyril, I want Loyal Loyal University of Chicago, the Ramblers. I want to see them pull some more victories out. I think it'd be great. 2018, they went to the Final Four. Why not 2020, 2021? Let's go to the Final Four again. I think if they come away with that conference, it would be spectacular. It'd be exciting. It's great for NCAA. And it, I think it would truly be amazing to see this. And I'm rooting for these guys. I'm rooting for Earl Roberts up north, up, up on the top bracket as well. And, you know, how great, how, how cool would that be to see Earl Roberts, Loyola, in the Final Four? Now, some of you guys are probably like, no, we want the better teams. Well, you don't get to the Final Four being a bad team. So, uh, so there's that. I'm rooting for Loyola. But 
if I'm going to make a new prediction of a title winner, uh, guys, it has to be the Zags. They they blew apart their teams they need to blow apart. Their first two rounds were dominant. I they, they truly, truly, truly look like the best team in NCAA right now. And I, I'm, I couldn't be more impressed. Baylor, Baylor looked pretty good. Uh, Michigan looked all right. I'm not a fan of them. But, I mean, Gonzaga, like, nobody's going to beat them. Iowa's out. Iowa got kicked out. Like, KU's out. So there's two and three in your uh, bracket. So why not the one seed? The one seed has a clear path, I think, right now. And look for the Zags to continue to dominate teams. Until maybe they get to the Final Four and they play maybe a Florida State or a Michigan. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll have to see what comes up. Uh, Michigan did just beat LSU, so we'll have to see how that runs. I am predicting that Gonzaga goes undefeated and they win the NCAA tournament. Let me know your thoughts, guys. I'd like to hear if your team, if your Busted. Who's your new pick? Who's your new Final Four? Uh, as we start entering next week uh, on Saturday for the, the new round of games. So, MLB season, guys. We are eight days away from opening day. How 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 crazy is that? March or February and January blew by. Uh, we are eight days away from a regular regular season of MLB baseball. And nonetheless, the Royals. So I was reading the Athletic today. Uh, they came out with a really cool article. As I pull that back up here, uh, Alec Lewis with the Athletic was pro- uh, the roster projections for opening day. Um, and I, th- one player that did stand out that he did notify stood out to me uh, when we were going through this was Nicky Lopez. So right now, so catcher Salvador Perez, Cam Gallagher sounds about right. Right, I wouldn't trade any of those two sounds sounds exactly what it should be uh infielders here's where it gets tricky carlos santana at first base yep probably dh most likely but it's all right uh whit merrifield at second i love that i'd rather have Whit there i think he performs really well albert alberto mondesi uh who is not on the injury report and could blow up this year he is at shortstop of course Hanser Alberto, who I talked about early in Royals talk uh, a few weeks ago when Mike brought it up, uh, third base, and then pinch hitters or replacements at first base when Carlos Santana go is Ryan McBroom and Ryan O'Hearn. Great, I, I love that depth there. I am perfectly okay with that. I think those uh, that would be a great infield right there. And you also got to think, right? You got Nicky Lopez there. Nicky Lopez can always always fill in for a Whit Merrifield or a Mondesi. Feeling that Mondesi is going to get some time off. He's going to get some uh, rest days, as you could say, hopefully to prevent some injuries and keep, you know, hopefully have a really blow up year. So, but Lopez, I just don't think the bats there to put him in the lineup. That's interesting, and I'm sure you guys see that too. I just don't think it's there. It's it's just not powerful enough. But he is a heck of a fielder, and I think he could provide some great depth for this Royals team. And I, you know, for myself, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking middle of the pack. I don't think we're going to beat the Twins and the White Sox to take the division. May not be a wild card, but I like our progress. Um, 
We'll head to the outfield real quick. Benintendi at left field. Michael Taylor silently having a great spring training. Uh, center field, Hunter Dozier, uh, who just signed that massive co- or that great contract. He's in right field. He could be in and out of uh, first base as well and DH. And then old friend Gerard Dyson sitting there on the bench. I could see him being on the bench, so um, he'd be great backup. And I'd be... I'd be okay with that. And then Bubba Starling, who has had some great games at, in spring training, I I don't think he stays on the team. He's not even on the 40-man roster right now, so they'd have to clear room. I think they finish out spring training, let him go. If he wants a minor league contract, maybe sign him, but I, I doubt we do that even. Um, and then designated hitter as well, Jorge Soler. Uh, bomb Soler is what I call him, so that's going to be pretty great. Now, we get into the rough part, right? Pitching. Pitching. So, oh, you hear Mike talk about it all the time. He wants pitching, pitching, pitching. This is our issue with pitching right now. Brad Keller, who hasn't had a great spring training. Mike Miner is all right. Brady Sr., who performed really well last year. Let's see what momentum he carries forward in actual big league games. Danny Duffy, who sounds like he's on a comeback, you could say. He's been a little roughy the last couple years. And as our fourth starter, I feel that he could really potentially be a solid fourth guy. If not, maybe maybe move down a little bit, right, to that third as we maybe shift Mike Miner or Brad Keller around. Now, I have a fifth one confirmed, but obviously our fifth one here is Chris Bubik and Jacob Junis, right? And I I like Junis more. Uh, but we'll have to see. Right? Dayton Moore is unsure what the fifth star is going to be. We don't have to really worry about it right now. And I'm okay with that. So, like, uh, good good bullpen depth for now for our first four stars. We probably won't need them till mid-April, maybe end of end of April. Uh, I, I'm i not too worried about that. But in the bullpen right now, you have Junis, Jesse Hahn, Irvin Santana, right? We got him back. Josh Stalmont, love that guy. Uh, Scott Barlow, eh. Wade Davis, eh. Greg Cullen, Kyle Zimmer. Yeah, that guy's got a lot to prove this year. He, he a lot to prove for Kyle Zimmer this year. And Jake Brents. Now, I'm not a big fan of our bullpen. I'm not hugely high on our starters. I know we got a lot of prospects down low uh, that are, you know, for maybe in the next year, the year after that. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm. I'm excited for the season to start. I'm excited mainly because we get the chance to actually go watch in the K now, minimum fans. Uh, we get to see our Royals play ball. And it sounds like we got a potential winning team here. So I'd be perfectly okay with a great Royals squad. Um, hopefully we see a little Bobby Witt come after the All-Star break. There's a chance of that. And I think it all depends on the record. If, if we're in a chance to... Uh, maybe push for that wild card or that division lead. Uh, we Maybe we get Bobby Witt up or maybe we just keep him down and keep what we got going. So we'll have to see as we progress and we get closer to the all-star break on that. And then as everybody already heard here, we did sign Salvador Perez, probably most of our favorite, favorite guy on the Royals right now since Alex Gordon left especially. He did get his extension. Richest deal in uh, the Royals history four year extension 82 mil uh, he is 31 years old but he is such an impact player he has five gold gloves 
and he's a leader for our future. This guy is going to be one of the key for those young guys that will come up to the major level. If they have Salvador Perez behind the plate, they're going to be learning just fine. Look at Yadier Molina with St. Louis. I, I, I'm cool with this guy. I'm cool with this extension. I love this extension. I'm a big fan of Alex Gordon's, but it was great to see him. I love the Salvador Perez. I feel like he has so much to, so much more to give to the Royals. And that was Dayton Moore's perspective when he was talking on 610. Is this guy loves baseball. Not just loves baseball. He lives for baseball. He's going to be one of the guys that we, we probably hear out as a coach after he's done, maybe a year or two after. So, great signing. Huge, huge on this. I Like I said, I can't express it enough. This is going to be huge for our success and maybe a potential World Series here in a couple of years. So, uh, proud on that. Give us your agree that Perez is a huge signing. Or if you liked it, if you didn't like it, send us a tweet. Comment on our Facebook. All right, guys. So, in that term, let's switch a little NFL. Man, oh, man. How exciting was that first was free agency, right? So, we had a couple good weeks of free agency. Um, there's a lot of teams that lost key players. There's a lot of teams that built up and really proved themselves is what I, how I think of it. And I'm super happy to see maybe a little bit more diversity in the league uh, between teams that were really bad the last few years. They have a chance to get uh, maybe a comeback team like New England. So we'll have to see exactly what happens. But I want to give you my winners so far. So my winning the teams that I think that won free agency uh, so far, so far, right, is New England. They actually spent money. They haven't done that, I think, since like 98, I think I read, which is crazy. But, I mean, you had Tom Brady, and you had a lot of key players returned, so you didn't need to. Uh, but now they are needing some players, and they, they, bolt, they bolted it up. Love it. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I love the signings. J.J. Watt, uh, yeah, A.J. Green, who has the potential to have, make a comeback for himself. Um, I felt like the Bengals organization kind of gave up on him. He gave up on the Bengals. Now he has a new start. It's a fresh start. He's on the opposite side of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and then you got a little Kyler Murray. I love this. I love this. I think I think Arizona had a great offseason on that. Uh, the New York Giants. Now, let me tell you what. I didn't pick the Giants very much. If and, uh, I picked them a couple times during the pickums last year, I I think that both New York teams technically did win in this free agency. Uh, they really did went out and sign players and sign try to help their quarterback out, sign to help their defense out, which I think is always key. Joe Judge for the Giants though really I think got some great players on his mind. Um, with with the signings and it's it, it blows my mind that it takes so long to be able to do this but he i mean he lost saquon early in the year guy still almost came away with the division i really think the new york giants win that their division over dallas and washington like washington had a great offseason got dak dak will be back healthy they have a great squad still the Giants surprised some people this year uh, with that. And, I mean, we'll have to see. But I think the most winning team uh, that happens in Fancy is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Bucks. They've pretty much returned to everybody. Outside Antonio Brown, I feel like, right now. 
Antonio Browns, talks with the Chiefs, talks with the Seahawks. I mean, the guy could pretty much go anywhere he wants. But Tampa Bay's returned every starter. They just signed Sue, I think, yesterday, or the today or yesterday, for a one-year deal. They're making it work. They're, they're, they're running the back, and I think they are honestly probably the Super Bowl favorites to win it this year over the Chiefs. Uh, and as you saw, though, on the winners that I picked out of those four, none of them were AFC. I don't think anybody dethrones the Chiefs yet. There's, I don't think there's enough moves. New England maybe made a potential, in, you know, impact on their team to be able to get back to that point. I don't think they do. I don't think it's enough. You got to go through the Bills, Josh Allen, and that squad, and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I mean, those that that team's only going to be improved come next year. Or, Come when the season starts, so I'm I'm not too worried about that part. Cleveland, yeah, I think they'll be better. They got you know a few uh, guys that they're looking into, but I don't I don't know. It's I think it's really hard to play for the Browns still. I think it's really hard to play for the Browns. I'm not really too impressed with the AFC. So my all right, my losers, my losers, and then we always think they're losers. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. They, they lost most of their line where Derek Carr was pretty much all day. The only reason they won certain games is because they could sit back all day. Uh, they lost some defensive guys, some weapons. Like it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the draft, uh, but they got to get some protection. Kind of, They're kind of in the Chiefs boat on protection, but I think they're even more as we did sign a few linemen. Uh, the Ravens. The Ravens lost some key defensive guys up to New York, especially uh, with that Giants and the Jets. So we got to see how they replace those guys. Now they they have great depth. We'll have to see what happens. They lost Mark Ingram, which is a big deal. They cut him early, you know, the playoffs. So that shouldn't be a huge deal. Um, haven't really heard any free agent signings for the wide receiver position, which is what they really need. But they, their wide receivers coach left to be in Houston. And Chiefs had that same situations when he was our wide receivers coach, right, in our offense. He left, and all of a sudden our wide receivers are great. So we'll have to see what happens. Maybe that helps Hollywood Brown out over there uh, for Lamar Jackson as well. And then the Bears. I, man. Bears. 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 Chicago. What? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. You offer all that for Russell Wilson, and you end up with Andy Dalton. I, Alex Smith is there. Matt Nagy from Alex Smith. Go get Alex Smith. I guarantee you, you win some games. Um, it's a big disappointment. They did sign Damian Williams today. Uh, I'm glad to see he's been able to get a lot of carries over there uh, with that Bears offense. Matt Nagy, I believe Matt Nagy likes him by far, and I, he's a great running back. I'm excited to see him come back, and he's going to get the reps. He's going to be, I think, honestly, a, a high profile fancy option this year but any Dalton come on come on disappointing I am truly disappointed in the Bears there's so many other quarterbacks that I probably would have gone with and you're sitting with Andy Dalton but hey that's that's what you get part of being the losers right so Matt Nagy may not have his job come next year or I guess after next year if it it goes as way I think it's going to go, which is in the tank. Um, so Super Bowl favorites, like I talked about, Tampa Bay, right? I believe Tampa Bay is in great, great stance to repeat. 
Uh, I think the Chiefs are a great stance to still get back to it, um, to where we're, to back to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's go three times in a row. You know, we we win two, lose one. I'd be okay with that. So the Chiefs, guys, the Chiefs actually have had a good free agency. Now there's a lot of talk today because Melvin Ingram uh, ended up leaving without a contract today. A lot of Chiefs fans are upset on Twitter. All I gotta say is, do you remember this? You remember this champion hat? You remember that two years ago? Guys, calm down. Let Veach do his stuff, right? We're not trying to overpay. He's made some great decisions. He's very wise. He he understands what has to happen, what needs to happen, right? So he did get Kyle Long, Joe Thunny, uh, pretty solid contract deals, I believe, in real those line. Um, and there's a chance, right? We still have that left tackle position. We don't know really know what's going to happen right now. We're going to make Niang, you know, maybe that's what he's been doing all offseason. Reed call him up and say, hey, I need you prepared for both sides and right. Just, you know, you never know. Or we'll have to see. Like, we're going to get somebody through the draft. There's some good tackles early in the draft that could be sitting at our pick. So we'll have to see exactly what happens. I love the Taco Charlton signing. We're going to sign Marcus Kemp. Uh, we released the Fisher, Eric Fisher and uh, Mitchell Schwartz. And I heard Mitchell Schwartz possibly might be coming back in some depth. Uh, I mean, if he's healthy and able to play and help boost the line in any way, I'm okay with that as long as it's a team-friendly deal. Right? If we're not signing other players, we don't need to sign him for a huge deal. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm not too concerned right now. I'm not concerned really any, anywhere on the Chiefs. We, we got some line help, which is what we all asked for. You guys all want it right of the Super Bowl. What do we want? We want offensive line. Well, here you go. And now you guys are all mad because we're not signing Melvin Ingram. Uh, potentially, he's going to go off and check the market. The guy can go get paid somewhere big. Like, if somebody offers a bigger contract, there's no reason. Like, it's not just because we have Patrick Mahomes. It's not because we got Andy Reid. Some guys are okay with those small deals. But a lot of those guys that hit the free are supposed to get paid long term protect their protect themselves financially in case something does happen you know jj watt injuries you know that may not have always or players other than jj watt may not have come back from those and been so solid and still continue to be solid so we got to think about that right that these guys are out there trying to protect, protect themselves financially so it's not a huge deal twitter nation calm down it's gonna be all right and Brett Beach, we trust. Uh, my thoughts coming up here. I'm excited for the draft. Uh, I'm excited to hear what Mike is thinking as for picks. I'm hoping he has those next week on our show. Uh, so it, sh- it could be interesting to see what exactly what he's looking at. I listened to Brink- uh, Binkley on 610. You know, he does his mock drafts, and uh, he likes a couple tackles that potentially could be there around that uh, 31 spot. So. We'll have to see, guys. I, again, it's, it's going to be exciting. April 29th is the draft, and we'll have to see. I think there was a, a point or a question brought uh, to Airhead Prides from Bink today on my way over here to the studio, and it was how many starters should be coming out of this draft. Because I think last year, I think we ended up with about five starters out of the whole draft, and then we couldn't ask for any more. I think because we've been hitting so much, if we have two starters, and those are two early guys, such as a lineman and maybe a defense or a linebacker, like one of those two, I think a success on the draft and has to be behind the other picks, I'd be okay with that. So we'll 
Lots to see. Lots to go, guys. It's only March. Right? We haven't even hit the draft yet. We're still in free agency. We'll have to see. There should be could be some trades coming up as well um, as other teams look to clear out. So keep an eye out on things as we go from there. All right. So we're going to dig into this here. We're, we're not going to touch it too long here because there's been lots of updates. So here's Sean Watson. Again, we talked about this last week because it was only down, I think it was like one case. Uh, one or two cases when the buffoons and I talked about this. Um, this is very unfortunate and has exploded and built up very quickly. Uh, so I've been, uh, ESPN has a good article. I would go check it out there. They have a little background of what each suit is uh, talking about. So there's 16 as of the 22nd, there has been 16 civil cases to Sean Watson. Uh, and I believe there's been 24 women accused him total um, of from basically sexual assault. So that's from refusing to cover his genitals. That's to forcing oral sex, which is like, what, what the hell, man? Um, I went through, you know, I kind of read through some of them here. And yeah, it's... It sounds pretty graphic, but now I may not know this. I I, I don't go to massage parlors. I feel I, I I feel like there should be some kind of camera evidence. Like you know, it's I don't think it's that much of a privacy boundary. Be wrong again. I don't go to those places. Uh, but I feel like there should be cameras. There should be video. There'd be something, right? Ray Rice had one elevator, but I want, you know, we, why, why aren't we seeing any of these evidence yet? And, uh, Busby, Tony Busby here, the, uh, attorney, the lawyer that's filing it for this woman says he's about to drop a lot of evidence. I thought it was supposed to be today. and may, may not be till this weekend. Uh, and there may be camera evidence, but here's what I want to know Deshaun. Like you're not making yourself look good right now. You're telling me you went to, you don't have a set personal massage person because it, this is not, this is looking more and more and more and less in his favor and very unfortunate uh, for these ladies that had to endure all this, all this stuff. Like you're at 24 women and you, you don't have a set massage person. You're in the NFL. You're one of the best players in the game. You just signed a big contract and you're telling me you can't go get your own personal masseuse uh, that covers your tracks on this? I, I'm sure players out there that do this that go out and get the personal masseuse, but you're out here potentially out here doing all this stuff with multiple masseuse par parlors, multiple uh, masseuses. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So we'll have to see. Uh, I know Deshaun Watson's. Uh, lawyer says they have one case where it, it's a total lie, total sham. Um, like I said last week, the only issue that that I felt was that Deshaun got told to bring or to do a, a money solution, right, or whatever, solve the case of money, and he's like, "No, I'm going to clear my name," and that's where I'm like, most players, they're, they're going and pushing that thirty thousand at you or whatever it is, right? They're they're going to go and pay you. And he did not. So, I mean, it's that part. But at the same time, man, you got, you got 24 women. against. Did you really go since March 30th of last year in 2020 to all these different parlors? And 
potentially ask about different sexual favors come on man like players like this is like this is worse than getting a DUI when you could just call an Uber you could have a chauffeur you could do anything this is this is really unfortunate and as much you know I'm really this is true uh, and maybe just a money grab but it's not looking good man it's not looking good um, it's not looking good for your career right now your future it's this many cases so we'll have to see what uh, when the evidence drops exactly what happened or what's going on too like is it is it legit uh, you know evidence is, is there video is there something because I think we need to see this I, I think as a NFL fan base to make a decision we need to see this is very cautious that we do this and as Chiefs fans we did this uh, a couple years ago with Tyreek Hill we were we had to be very cautious right because it ended up being something totally different so I don't I my feeling my gut feeling right now is just man it's it's not looking good it's not looking good it's very unfortunate and you know I I, I hope these these ladies here can recover. So we'll have to see. I'm, I'm curious also about the other buffoons on what their take is going in on this. So we will have to exactly see what happens. All right, guys, we're getting towards the end here. So me and the buffoon or the buffoons and I, Jason, we are heading to Tulsa, Oklahoma this weekend. We are going to go do some brewery hopping. Um, maybe hit a casino maybe two uh, hard rock and river spirit are down there uh but or roberts guys or roberts or spirit so maybe you're you know maybe drive through and give them the, the yeah keep going baby because they play saturday and we'll be down there saturday so it's it's gonna be a good time down there and i think the i think the other buffoons are looking forward to it uh it's it's gonna be a lot of breweries we're staying and walking distance at the hotel of several of those breweries so we will be walking around it's supposed to be 70 degree weather you can't complain i am perfectly okay with that so we'll what we'll exactly see <laughs> how this turns out uh, a couple years ago was nuts so well i'm excited for this all right guys let's start get to the end of the show here uh we are going to talk a little nba there's tons of stuff that's been happening since over a week ago um so the Rockets, they are pursuing a trade for Victor Aladipo. Exactly where that goes, Jason and I, we were talking about Miami Heat would be a great fit. Uh, I think one team that really needs it right now is the Celtics. Boston Celtics are on a – actually, did they win? Or were they are they winning again? Because they were down to the Bucks. Uh, they you – no, know, they're, they're not going to win. They're, they're going to be – in the eighth seed officially, and that'll be two and six the last uh, eight games. This is this isn't good for Boston. Boston is not looking good. It's a struggle. Halftime, they're down by 20, 21, I guess. So uh, we'll have to see, guys. It's it's rough. I think Aladipo going to the Celtics would help them boost. Uh, maybe an Aaron Gordon going to the Celtics. Uh, they need something. They need a boost. Uh, then now the Nets, guys. So we did have the Nets. Uh, we we talk about the Nets a lot here on the on the buffoons. Uh, Harden is out with a neck soreness. Irving's still out. Kevin Durant's still out. So we'll have to see how they play against the Utah Jazz, who are continuing to dominate the West. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I think the Nets, once they all come together, they could have some clash in chemistry. I think that's my fear is for the Nets on actually winning this thing is the chemistry between each other. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Irving partnered with Blake Griffin and uh, DeAndre Jordan. Like, is there going to be that chemistry? Is somebody going to take over the game? Is Kevin Durant going to come back and just blow out people? Uh, uh, James Harden's here playing at an MVP level, and the only reason he's playing at MVP level is because the other two are never there. So it's, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that happens. Um, I don't know. I I really don't have much thoughts on the on the Nets. I you know they're they'll they'll make the playoffs. They'll be a high seed. They'll be a two, if not maybe possibly a one by the time the playoffs hit. Um, I know Jason really loves them, loves those guys, and he still his favorite. That's what he talked about today. He said he said they're easily my favorite with or without everybody playing at once. So I mean there's. Time to tell. Time to tell, right? So there's, we still got a few more uh, trades coming possibly through. Uh, I believe Thursday is the trade deadline, so uh, look for that to really increase here tomorrow as uh, as stuff happens. I'm excited for that. And, of course, um, we did have a passing away of a legend, Elgin Baylor. Uh, he did pass away. Um, great player for, you know, back in the 70s here and in the 80s and a guy that just broke barriers, like, it's it's really unfortunate uh, to hear that. So, it, rest in paradise, man. Rest in paradise. All right, let's talk about the big news here that happened over the, the weekend and since last Wednesday. How about our guy Lamelo Ball going down? Oh, I can't even do that. There we go. Lamelo Ball going down. Um, turns out, looks like he fractured his wrist. Uh, he, I believe he was out trying to play with it as well, and it just, I mean, this is when it all came to play. He is getting a second opinion. I haven't seen nothing else on that. He's going to be out indefinitely for the rest of the year. It's a big blow for the, uh, I want to say the Bobcast, oh, Lord, for the Hornets. Um, this is, I mean, this is potential rookie of the year playoff blow for him because the guy's been performing so well. Now, there's a chance since it has been, you know, late in the year, you could say, uh, that he could still pull away with that rookie of the year, but it doesn't look like it. And with the Charlotte Hornets sitting at dead even 500 ball, 21-21 in the seventh seed, there's still lots of teams underneath them that could be heading that way. Uh, with Chicago Bull and the Pacers right on the hot in the tail uh, and the, with the Celtics also tanking. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see who steps up over there. Um, obviously, Terry Rozier, who we talked about last week, he's not going to be – he shouldn't be an option for a trade at all for these guys because they, they need him. They need him. They need him. So it's very unfortunate to see that happen. Um, another big injury that happened this last week, LeBron James, guys, goes down on a hard hustle play. Um, and it was not a dirty play. As much as everybody says it was, it's not a dirty play. Very unfortunate to see this uh, as an MVP run as well. But what does this do for the Lakers? This hurts them very terribly. This is a heartbreaker for the Lakers right now. Um, as I roll over here to the standings, right now the Lakers are sitting at a four seed. Uh, 20 and 16, they're on a three-game losing streak, a.k.a. since LeBron left. Kuzma is not going to do it, guys. AD is not healthy enough to come back. 
Um, we were talking about the Celtics making a move. I think if one team needs a move right now, and that's going to be the Lakers. Lakers need somebody. Uh, maybe Victor. I think more of an Aaron Gordon than a Victor Aladipo would be great. A Kyle Lowry wouldn't hurt, but I don't think he's going to be worth anything really. I think you're looking at Aaron Gordon. Like he asked, we have to get something else to the Lakers to, to keep them relevant. Because I think honestly, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers and the Spurs all pass them. I think they're sitting at a possibly a six seed or to eight seed by the time the playoffs come around. And, I mean, that's LeBron's going to be out for at least three to four weeks, possibly longer, uh, you know, with they say his age and everything like that. The guys always bounce back earlier than and anticipated on injuries outside of his one year, first year he was with the Lakers where he sat out. So it's pretty unfortunate for the Lakers because they were in great position. The Clippers have overtaken him. Um, I'm not still not too worried about the Clippers right now. Uh, but the Lakers are hurting. The Lakers are going to drop. Uh, I mean, guys, we Lakers could be a seven seed going to the NBA Finals because LeBron comes back, right? So we always talk about AD, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. You know, LeBron's the key, guys. AD can wait. LeBron needs to get back ASAP, but he has to be healthy. If he's not healthy, this team's going nowhere. And it's very, very unfortunate. Um and of course, with LeBron as well, we talk MVP. So my big thing on the MVP was health, right? Literally after the All-Star break, Joel Embiid goes out. He's still sitting out. Uh, then you had LeBron go down, right? Who was the MVP favorite? Now who? Well, James Harden, guys. James Harden could possibly be that guy uh, that wins the MVP if he can. If you know, it's just next soreness tonight, so I'm not too worried about long term. Uh, so James Harden, who was a plus sixteen hundred, and like Jason said last year, you could or last year, last week, you could you know you could win a thousand bucks if you would have put it on last week. But you know it's a little too late now. So he could be the favorite if he continues to perform at a high, his high dominance that he's always done. Um, Giannis could certainly be right there. We got Jokic, of course. Uh, I mean, it really, I think it's whoever seems finished high, high, the highest seed with the best record will win it. Um, it's like I said, it was LeBron, it was Joel Embiid, and I think those two guys are out. I just don't think they're they're in the mix. I think you go down to Jokic, I think you go down to uh, Giannis, and then of course James Harden. I think it's those three right now. Any of them have a chance, and and you know. <laughs> Like I argue with Jason, it shouldn't be the highest record or the best record or the highest seed, but it's going to be who has the best seed, who has the best record. We don't know. So it's it's pretty unfortunate to see that happen. I, I'm really hoping, really hoping uh, LeBron gets back quick, but I think it's going to be Jokic. Uh, actually, I think it's James Harden that will win it, but I'm rooting for uh, the Mile High City there and getting that. So it's... It's crazy. It's a crazy time, guys. So, um, But, hey, I wrapped up the show. I don't have much more for you. I know it was a quick one without the other buffoons. So uh, we plan to be all here next uh, next week. Maybe we can talk about maybe their uh, uh, event they went to today in Topeka, Blind Eye Tiger. Or Blind Blind Tiger, sorry. Blind Tiger Brewery down in Topeka. Uh, talking about the NFRF. So hopefully we got some info to there. Um, we'll... Maybe Michael have some players to talk about draft-wise as we inch closer to April, uh, as that is, I believe, next Thursday, April 1st. So uh, exciting times there. And, guys, please 
Don't forget to give us a follow. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, any place. iHeartRadio. Right? That those are we're all there. All major platforms. So, uh, my name's Tanner. We'll talk to you guys later. See you guys.